Holden, there is an anime, a media property that has that people have been talking about for a few weeks, and I have watched it, and I figured that we should talk about it because it's something that is uh, very close to my heart and influential upon me. Okay, what what would it be? Perhaps you remember back in high school when we all went to see Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I do. Um, good film-going experience. Pretty cool. I had not read the comics. You were flying pretty high about it. I also hadn't read the comics, but that movie knocked my socks off when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. Um. Because then I think you read them all, right? Yes, I I did go on to read them all. And then I, and then after reading them all, I did go on to buy them all. Mm -hmm. So I just, just could have them. Yes. Um, and I still have them all. Um, I, I really, you know, the comics, they're really good. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, like a lot of other trans women, th- this is a common thing for trans women. They see Scott Pilgrim versus the world as a, a teenager, not knowing that they're a trans woman yet. And they're like, wow, that was really cool. I don't know why I like the women in that movie so much. And then... Can't put my finger on it. And then, like, a decade happens and they're a girl. And now, a new Scott Pilgrim thing is coming out. So you're saying this one's a hit with the gays? Yes. Um, any... I would love to hear about it. I've been hearing good things, and I've been hearing that... The right people are mad about it, so I yeah. think that's a good sign, right? Yeah. Any, yeah. All of all of the Scott Pilgrim girlies, mm-hmm. big into this one. Okay, well that's um, good. Yeah. Um, Brian Lee O'Malley decided, hey, you know, um, you know what would actually be interesting with this uh, adaptation of Scott Pilgrim is if it wasn't actually that much about him and was more about Ramona. Um, Which is kind no like no offense to the Scott Pilgrim heads out there, but seems like what most people are coming to the book for, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say that, like, I'm pretty sure almost every single character has more screen time than the title character of this show. (laughs) I mean, I okay, but here's 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 my honest take on that: is that we've already got the comics and a movie, like. Mm -hmm. If we've you're had to adapt it, you might as well do something different with it. I've ha- I've had enough of this, dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see Scott Pilgrim's face. Um, but no, I, I I really liked it. It was very well animated. Uh, shout outs to uh, the anime studio uh, Science Saru, who is uh, also they. I just saw today, thanks to a friend, uh, that. Shoutouts to Arlen, uh, that uh, that they are also doing an adaptation of the shonen manga Dan Da Dan, okay, um, and uh, they did a really good job. I have one nitpick, which is there was there must have been something going on with the like 
voice direction and like the way they did the uh, translation of the script or the voiceover work because a lot of it does not sync up. But that's mm. that's a minor thing, honestly. It's a, it takes me a little bit out of it, but otherwise, still a pretty dang good pretty show. Solid. Okay, well that's fun. Would you, now you did you bring this up in the context uh, of um, the Scott Pilgrim adaptation in the context of anime? Because I personally hadn't considered it to be anime, even if it had certain influences. Um, it is. It is. Uh, this is what I would call an anime, specifically because it is being done by an anime studio. I like, just have no idea what qualifies for you anymore. It's like it's like. I could guess. I'll probably be wrong every single time. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it is, it is. First of all, taking heavy inspiration from like the nerd culture of that time, which was like heavily influenced by manga and anime. Like it the seems the Scott so Pil- comic book heavy though. The Scott the Scott Pilgrim like one of the books even has like a joke about the the like, fact that it is published in a way similar to, like, volumes of manga are published. Because okay. it, that like... Makes sense. If you If you open a, like, Western translation volume of manga, it has a... It will usually have a little, like, front... Uh, back page that says, hey, you're at the end of the book, you need to read it this Don't way. start here. Wow, I wish I had read that when I read my only man- manga ever... Uh, because I did read it wrong incorrectly. Incredible. Wow. Um, have I told this story in the podcast before? Oh, there's no way I have I'm, right? I'm sure you have. It still is surprising to me somehow. I Yeah, I, I read the full manga front to back uh, before I got to the front. I'm like, this seems like a weird place to end this story. And I didn't really understand. Things just kind of got more calm as the story progressed. Um, and I just, how do you, how do you, I was really having a tough time, I was like really having a tough time following the plot. Um, and then I was like, I was like, oh, I think you're supposed to read it the other way. (laughs) It was a Yu-Gi-Oh, it was a Yu-Gi-Oh manga. I don't remember which one it was. Um, but the problem was I was reading the pages correctly, Mm. but I wasn't. Like, I was reading the order in which the pages were supposed to be laid out correctly, and I thought that was enough, but I was not correct. So, no. I, like, things still made sense to me. Um, I intuited my way into, like, the the way that I was supposed to be reading thought, like, voice bubbles, mm-hmm. but I did not know about the order of operations there. So, I was, like, very confused, and I was like, man, I was really excited because I liked Yu-Gi-Oh! the TV show, and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good to know that somebody's doing something interesting, Brian Lee O'Malley. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it just it feels like Brian got the notes that everyone had been like saying for uh uh like ten years about his work of people saying, uh, hey, Scott Pilgrim's a a. a uh, a bad guy. He really shouldn't be uh, dating a, a teenager. Uh, and he's like, "Yes, that's the point." And like, yeah, you got it. You found the subtext. <laughs> uh, 
And <laughs> I he, know writers who use subtext, and they're all cowards. He said. Uh, he so he like with this time he like made it even more obvious that the thing you are supposed to think is that this is a bad thing that Scott Pilgrim is doing. Um, but like it, it does a uh, a better job of like fleshing out all of the characters around Scott than you know a movie even could. Um, right. and it does a, it does a few interesting, like, moves in just, like, showing these people in their day-to-day lives as, like, weird shit happens in their weird... Also, just, like, a lot of the, like, lore that is cut from the movie adaptation, because you don't actually get to see it that's in the comics, is, like, left in, which is fun to me. I they use the movie cast for the voices. Yes, correct? they use okay. they use the movie cast, and I like it's doing an interesting thing with canon, with like the canon of the story because it is like considering and like commenting on the way the story fo- unfolds in the movie much mm. more than it's talking about the way the story unfolds in the comic. Sure, um, that's it. That's interesting. Well, I hope you're ready to dive into another Netflix original when it comes up because people will be clamoring to hear our uh, takes on the live-action Avatar The Last Airbender show. <laughs> so everybody get ready for that. I'm sure there's nothing but interesting adaptation going on there. Mm-hmm. And I also can't wait for it to be canceled book two. Yeah. So I think that'll be fun. That'll be That'll be real good. Um, but yeah. With that little bit out of the way, welcome to a stu- study in Sakuga. I'm your anime Sherlock Lexi. And I'm your anime Watson Holden. And my co-host wouldn't let me talk about Hallmark Christmas movies this opening. C- perhaps correctly so. Because we gotta get on this anime train because we got a lot to discuss with My Hero Academia. Holden, perhaps you have noted that I have withheld you from talking about Christmas movies in the month of November, so you may talk about them in the month of December. I'm just saying, I'm not saying you're wrong, I'm just saying I feel the urge. It's the Christmas season, where Pat the Thanksgiving has cometh, (laughs) he's blessed us all, my gravy boat was licked clean, and that is not a euphemism, he really came, uh... (laughs) And I am in. I want to talk about all of the bad movies that I'm watching, but I will save it so we can talk about a bad television show instead. Yes. Um, I'm going to guess you didn't like these episodes, then. No, I didn't. Good. I'm. I'm. Glad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why is this show like this? Um. Why is this show do we like this? <laughs> let's just let's get let's, 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 let's get started. Let's get started. Let's get started. Season four, episode sixty-six, Boy Meets Boy Meets? Boy Meets Boy Meets Is Topanga in this? Yeah. <laughs> uh she plays yeah, Topanga plays Sir Night Eye. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So that's pretty fun. Cool shout out for the audience. Um, all you 
boyish meets world heads out there. Really loved this one. Oh, come on. That I got a, nothing against Boy Meets World. That is a, that is a well-beloved uh, TV show. I got nothing to say against Boy Meets World. I have not one complaint other than that somebody tried to do a Girl Meets World, which I heard was disappointing, if you mm-hmm. can believe that. Anyway, what? Topanga is here in her office. She used to be a sidekick to All Might. Yes. Uh, remember, here the the show gives us a quick refresher on what bullshit we're doing this uh, in season. Case, in case you just hopped into this episode and you're like, why, whose office are we in? Why is there an, uh, like a scantily clad woman in a tickle machine? And why, why is Deku doing an All Might face? Seems mm. pretty non-sequitur. Uh, the show's like, don't worry. It doesn't make any more sense if you watch it in order. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so we are back in Night Eye's office after, like, a long-ass recap of, like, how they got there. Two whole minutes, jeez. Jesus um, Lord. Uh, yes. Uh, Deku has tried to make Sir Nidai laugh. Mm-hmm, because... Because yeah. Mirio says that the thing to, like, get Nidai on your side is to make him laugh, and immediately Nidai is picking apart All Might's... Uh, uh, picking apart Deku's All Might impression. He's like, uh, any child would know that the creases in his eyes are six centimeters and not five centimeters. As mm. you can see, even the worst tchotchke version of All Might would know that. Even my All Might Funko Pop from this era <laughs> would not make <laughs> such really a says, mistake. Even fucking Hot Topic knows this shit. <laughs> and, then, and then Deku goes, ah, 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 do you remember a very weird side story? <laughs> About All Might saving a boy who turned a river to vinegar? And you're like, okay. And he goes, yeah, that's my favorite. I love Vinegar Boy. (laughs) I love the Vinegar Boy rescue. Isn't that a fun rescue that we all remember? The Vinegar Boy? And and then, because of all of the vinegar in his eyes, he was squinting extra hard. And that's the face I'm doing now. And this works, I guess. So, <laughs> this is it. He uh, doesn't think Deku's funny, but what he does appreciate is that he's a fucking grade-A dork. The most turbo of nerds. Like. <laughs> yes, they have that in common. Because, you know, even after having worked for All Might and... uh you know, work, yeah, worked as his sidekick and been a close personal friend. He's still an All Might nerd. He's got vintage shit up in his office. This is something I truly do not understand about this setting. He's. I feel like once you get to know this dude, you would not be such a, like, merch-buying worshipper of him as a person. I, I get like, it for, like... I get it for, like, a Deku character trait, because he's, like, that's, you know, he's bringing a lot of this childhood idolization into, like, mm-hmm. what he wants 
to be hero wise. It's like a goal for himself and also yeah. he's a big fucking nerd to everybody. It's not just him. He just loves superpowers like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a guy who's an adult that worked with it'd be like it'd be like having a bunch of Stone Cold Steve Austin merch up in your like you just love Stone Cold Steve Austin and like really are a huge fan of Stone Cold Steve Austin, but like also worked in his crew for like also, 15 years like, but also you know, but also you're the undertaker like but also like, you're the undertaker and you like know that guy you know like you worked with him like you like you, you go into the undertaker's uh, office and like like, like like you don't call you don't call him stone cold you call him steve like you know you fucking know steve like stone cold yeah you you know this man outside of kayfabe why are you doing this? <laughs> you once had spoiler alert. Once had a vision that about him dying, and you want to save his life. I think I think it's okay. Like you don't have to, you don't have to own his Funko Pop. You know, like you don't have to have like limited edition merch hanging in your office. By the also, way, <laughs> Deku has to point out uh, there has to be plot critical limited edition merch. Oh in my this god. <laughs> It's not only just like a thing. I would I would even forgive it. I would forgive this episode if it was just like, okay, it got his foot in the door. I they connected. I wanted to see a connection if I have to have this scene. No. It's load bearing. This it's is load bearing nerd shit. <laughs> this is <sighs> Okay. Okay. So we we have to we have to fucking power through this. He sit. This is enough to get Deku's foot in the door, mm-hmm. right? And he says, as he's like walking over, he Deku thinks he's got it in the bag. Yeah. And instead of saying, "Hey, you know, I'm interested, but I I would like to you know know more about you, and I'd like to see your skill set," like an interview, mm-hmm. he goes. He takes out the approval papers and he goes ah, and then misses it. Stamp. Yep. He's got the stamp of approval and he misses it. And Deku goes, um, why'd you do that? And then he just starts just tapping <laughs> around, not stamping it. Uh, just to prove a point that he's like, I think you're silly, actually. What a fool you are. I would never approve this. What are you, a I, moron? Uh, I, 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 he's like, I see why it would be beneficial to you for, uh, for me to hire you. However... What's in it for me at this point? I I can see that you have some gumption that we like have this understanding that we are both uh, All Might fans. However, I don't see any like benefit to me hiring you. So that is what you must prove to me. Please do it in this stupid challenge that I am about to give you. <laughs> He's like every other person. By the way, Bubble Girl and Tokuteri here. Yeah, uh, they they leave because they leave because I guess you know well, who cares. While the stupid vinegar uh, boy conversation is happen- happening, Mirio goes and like rescues Bubble Girl from the device. Thank uh, God, <laughs> what? the device. Um, and it is the challenge is he makes them leave, and he's like, "All right, if you can take this stamp out of my hand." And stamp it yourself. You're in. You have three minutes. You have three minutes. 
But uh, lo and behold, Sir Night Ice Quirk is foresight. He if he uses his power on you, mm-hmm. he can see about an hour into your future, maybe more, but it gets murkier. Yes. Uh, the way he can, the, he has to specifically touch you and look into your eyes to like be able to use his power on you. Um. But he did that because, like, Daiku let him, like, touch all over his face and stuff. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, and he's being real mean to Deku. Yeah. For, I guess, no reason. I guess it's part of his test, right? I'm just gonna it, be a bully. It, it is part of his test. Um, he, so, he can predict all of Deku's moves. Uh, De- uh, Night Eye explains that he knew that Mirio was the top pick to be all for one, and he thinks that, uh, Mirio should be the inheritor of, uh, one for all. Um, and then he calls Deku's moves, uh, something like a degraded Grand Torino's. Yeah, he's like, this is pathetic in comparison. He's like, I appreciate you did some homework, but like, damn. And uh, Deku's like, I don't, normally I would plan a strategy, but not today. I'm just going to try pretty hard to do it. Yeah, I'm just um, going to try to brute force <laughs> this for a little bit. And what a strange moment for Deku's one character trait to abandon him. Mm-hmm. This does not think, it, he, like, uses some thought in the last moment to, like, he scatters a bunch of papers and, like, documents in the air to see if he can, like, create a smoke screen of, like, where he could be coming from. But that, that still doesn't work. It's and kind of cool. It's a good... That's the plan that I was kind of wanting, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like... Even if it didn't work, like, put a little bit more effort in. Yeah. <sighs> Well, it doesn't work. He's like, listen, there's. I have seen your future. You're not going to get this. And in fact, in a minute, you're going to be, like, on the floor. Like, having slammed your head into a wall. Mm-hmm. You just don't got it like that. I'm sorry. Uh, and he doesn't have it like that. Yeah. We spend, we spend three more minutes on this shit. Yeah. Of him not getting this. Of him just bouncing around this room. <laughs> bouncing around the room, reflecting on some shit we've already seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, gotta, gotta have a flashback to motivate our hero. Why? Now, here's a question. Why did this this test mm-hmm. take longer than three minutes in the show? <laughs> Anime time dilation. <laughs> oh my god. Did we really need to see the whole thing? I don't know. It's fine. It's fine because Deku fails, um, but Nidai notices, and I'm not joking, that Deku, even in this high-stress situation where he was bouncing around all random and messed the room up, with Nidai's permission, by the way, he did mm-hmm. not step on Night Eye's super cool All Might posters. And it is for this reason that that Sir Night Eye says, okay, you can work here. Not not any of the merch did he disturb. No. And I guess you can make a you can make a case for Night Eye being like, 
oh, it's impressive that he was this cognizant while trying, you know, in a high stress situation and had this much control over himself while also trying to execute a plan. Mm-hmm. But it's still dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not good either way. Yeah. Why? I just don't understand why this needed to be a whole episode. Do you know what I mean? I I don't either. Uh, Night Eye then explains, yeah, I'm going to keep you on, but mostly to prove that uh, actually Mirio should have uh, uh, one for all. Yes. I'm going, um, I, I'm going to hire you, but I'm going to be incredibly petty about it. I'm going to be a little bitch about it. Uh, and, uh, Deku's fine with that, actually. Yeah. And, okay, here's a, here's some weird shit, where he was like, hey, you're gonna, by the way, you're gonna fall behind all of your, uh, classmates. Which, um, is the exact opposite of what I thought these fucking work studies were supposed to be. Aren't you supposed to be getting a leg up on all your classmates? Well, you see, this is like, this is, uh, like a part-time job essentially, that you're going to have to request time out of school to work here and actually be paid. By the way, this is, like, paid. Uh, finally. <laughs> finally. Deku, Deku's getting money. He can He's buy some, some new kits. Fucking finally. I'm just saying, it seems like every time Deku achieves something, this show is like, actually, it wasn't an achievement. Do you remember how I said before that it would have been? Fuck you, it wasn't. It was actually bad, if you think about it. it, It's actually bad, if you think about it this way, and Deku's like, well, fuck that. I I need to do this to become better than the best. Every one of my teachers said it would be good, and then three of the upperclassmen, one of which you hired, told me it would be good, so like, why am I here if it was going to be a bad thing? But he takes the job, so yeah. he's in, I guess, for a dumb reason. Mm-hmm. Um, we get like thirty seconds, thirty a minute. seconds. We get like of- a minute of a good dorm living, and there's Ida. Remember Ida? Remember when Remember he was the main Ida? character of the show? I was so I heard Ida's voice, and I was like, "Is that what Ida sounds like?" It's been so long since I've heard yeah. him talk on the show. I was like, is that his voice? It is. Yeah. Uh, I love this dorm. It's so good. <laughs> the dorm is really good. I the love dorm to see... part is good. I love to see people hanging out. It's I, good. I love this is Kam- the main cast. I love Kaminari's high voltage t-shirt. It's good. I like... I like... Um, Bakugo and Todoroki bonding over the fact they didn't have licenses. Mm-hmm. That's good. Oh, that's good. I like the fact that they're all, they, you know, are talking and they're worried about school and stuff. And then I guess off camera, they decided that uh, Tokoyami got into a work study program. And also off camera, um, okay. Marika, so first, Sue, <laughs> first, like they're, they're, they're all talking about how none of the people they did internships uh, will qualify for the work-study program. Um, and then Racerhead is, comes in and says, Tokoyami, 
Uh, Hawks, the number four hero. Yeah, he wants uh, he wants you to do a work study for him. Which is cool, you yeah, know. Cool. But I wish it didn't happen off camera. Also, who the fuck is Hawks? Yeah, who is that guy? I don't know that guy. Why was it important to tell us that Tokoyami got in with a guy we don't know? Mm-hmm. And then and then Kaminari and and the girls, Sue and Urarika, all have to go have a mysterious meeting, I guess. With with the other uh, with the other two members of the big three, Kaminari is like summoned by Amajiki and uh, Uraraka and Sue are uh, like going to meet Hato. Which, by the way, again happens off screen. Happens. We don't see off it. screen. We do not see this conversation. We don't know what, like, don't get their reasoning. Um. Oh, and then it's gone. Yeah. And then, then it's, it's gone. gone. And then it's gone. Um. There's there. I'm sorry. Uh, I have the episode open in a, another tab, and there was a shot of. There is a shot Mineta. of Mineta. Was it, Mineta. was it the Mineta shot? It really threw off your whole vibe. I very carefully skipped over his part of this scene. He doesn't. He doesn't even say much. But there is a shot of him. But yep, he yep. is basically <laughs> in the background while, uh, while uh, alien girls' boobs are in the foreground, uh, and it's just oh, like why. It? What are is her name? Mina. 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 Why? Why are we doing this? Yeah, he's not even talking about. He's not even perving on her. He's just saying how he doesn't like to do paperwork, like at his internship. Yeah. Which you're like, okay, <laughs> I guess. Uh. Anyway, anyway the the episode ends with Deku showing up for his first day at work, and they on his first day at the office, his first day, it's his first job. Mm-hmm. Being a, a hero are tailing a mob boss. It's overhaul. They got. They're tailing him. Yeah. Uh, Night Eye is like, hey, we are. We've been tasked with, uh, like keeping tabs on the Chie uh, Hasaikai. Um. Uh, the dude running it is named Chisaki. That's his. That is his legal name, not overhaul. Um. So we we're watching him trying to get a uh, proof of him doing anything criminal. By the way, do you remember all those crooks that like had that we thought he killed? He didn't kill those guys. He didn't kill those guys. He just made him happy. Wonder how he did that. Yeah, it, it, if anything, they're better than ever. <laughs> they're better than ever. In fact, they don't have cavities. Or, or rheumatism. Like or rheumatism. You know, like all criminals have rheumatism. Um, they seem like they're doing pretty okay. So I guess that that warrants, you know, free healthcare warrants an investigation by the government-sanctioned superheroes. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess tune in next time uh, to see an, uh, your part-time coworker take on a mob boss. Yep. It's like if you're a barista at Starbucks and you walked in and were like, today, we're hunting a murderer. And you're like, what? <laughs> what? Huh? Huh? I thought I was making coffee. And they're like, not on my watch. Uh.
<laughs> okay. Lexi really likes this. Lexi's having a good time with the with the work studies program. Just like we're gonna have a good time when we come back after break. something kind of funny what did you realized um so i ha- i usually have the episode running up in a tab beside me right yeah me too um something i at some point must have done but i never noticed because i keep it muted as for recording um is that i'm apparently watching the uh latin american spanish dub of <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> of my hero academia up in the tab. That's fun. Um why? Um I guess I must have clicked on it once and on accident and it is Crunchyroll has just decided this is the one you you wanted, right? This is the one you were going to keep giving you? Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um uh, well Lexi, we are back with Season 4, Episode 67, Fighting Fate. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you're not having a good time. No, I'm not actually having a good time. Uh, Why is that? Why are you not having a good time? Um, These episodes just aren't that interesting. They're really not. They're pretty boring. They're pretty boring. Holden? I would argue there's a good episode in the... Uh, there's a good moment in this episode... But it is overall pretty boring. It's a full 23 minutes about a five-minute interaction that they have. Yeah. Um, I I watched this episode, uh, like, on a call with Arlen, and uh, she fell asleep. She it's fell asleep while these episodes were happening. I don't blame her, because these are some pretty boring episodes. There is a good moment... In this episode that I do want to talk about. Mm. Um, but pretty understandable. They're not fun. They don't add anything interesting. Except the cat boy dating the bunny girl at the very first opening moments of this episode. Yeah, that is pretty. Is that a cat boy? No, that's a it cat is... girl. That's a that's a cat girl and a dog Here girl. Here it is a cat girl. You're right, it is a cat girl and a bunny girl. That's the best part of the episode yeah. right there. Let's yeah. call it. Let's, Let's just call, call a spade a spade. Let's fucking... <laughs> That's it. Let's go. It all goes downhill from here. And that was the first second of the episode. <laughs> well, okay. So, Deku and Togata are out on patrol. Yes. And... They are doing the regular hero patrol while Night Night Eye Eye. and Bubble Girl do the actual tailing. Yes. 
You gotta um, have someone cover your patrol route. Yeah, you absolutely do. You gotta have somebody cover that patrol. And Togato's like, oh, well, if we're doing this patrol together, we should probably know each other's superhero names. Uh, and Deku's like, I'm Deku. <laughs> Togato says, that's stupid. Mine's way cooler. Mine's Le Million. And then he tips his cape like a fedora. Uh, he also explains that he that he got has this name because he doesn't have to save everyone. He just has to save a million people. Just and one million people. <laughs> so, his costume would be good if it weren't for the one million in like big block yellow letters on his chest. Like that's his Superman album. Uh huh. Are you telling this to everyone? Is this, is this when you show up, they're like, why are you called Le Million? And he's like, I'm a saving a million people. And they're like, and then you're done? You And is then that you it? stop? <laughs> why, why is this your vibe, man? <laughs> this is a dog shit name. Uh, I do like his visor that is like, that resembles All Might's hair. Yeah. The, all, the costume is good other than, uh, other than the number on the front in his name terrible terrible Uh, well they're walking doing a patrol and the little girl from the outro runs out Mm -hmm. uh she's like four maybe she is very young like five to six probably she's got got a horn she's got uh she is wearing a a hospital gown. A hospital co- gown. You know, regular things for a small girl to be wearing on the street. And, like, covered in bandages. Just covered in bandages. She accidentally runs into Deku, and Deku reaches out to help her, and she flinches actively. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is concerning to Deku. Not to Le Million. <laughs> he's he's you know he's got to hit that total at some point but he's not too concerned about pumping up his numbers right now with the little girl that needs his help yeah he's he he'll get there eventually <laughs> but not with this not, not right now not right now don't don't worry about it doing doing it right now we're not doing it right now uh <laughs> because who should come out of the shadows but the guy that they're supposed to be tailing or at least their boss is supposed mm-hmm. to be tailing but we overall. can't we can't let him know that we're tailing him or that he is, like, under observation or anything because that would, like, blow our cover and everything. So we have to play everything off with him as though it's everything's hunky-dory and that he that we think he's just a normal guy. Yeah. This is the tension in the scene, right? They can't blow their cover, quote-unquote, and that they can't make him too suspicious or he'll bolt. And they can't come on too strong, or he'll bolt. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lemillion's uh, solution to this is to just be like, "Oh, our bad," and keep walking. Mm-hmm. Um, which, <laughs> which Tegu can't really do because he is being clung to by a girl who needs who needs help. saving, and she says, "Don't leave me," loud enough for everybody to hear, including Overhaul. And Deku, one, is doing real hero shit, actually. He was like, this little girl needs my help, actually. Um, she asked for my help. She looks like she's been beaten. 
Um, she seems very afraid of this man. I don't want to send her with him. I don't care if he says that he's her, her father, which he does. Who knows he if does. that's true? He he says that uh, he's her father, and uh, uh, when Deku says, um, "If you whether you are her father or uh, if you are her father, this doesn't seem to be a very good family uh, situation," and, and he says, and. Uh, Overhaul's response is, you should not butt your business into other families' business. Yeah, she's not even uh, wearing shoes, man. She's not wearing shoes. <laughs> she's not wearing shoes. And Deku both wants to save this little girl correctly. That's a good hero instinct. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like this moment because Lemillion is more interested in their cover. Mm-hmm. And Deku is more interested in helping the little girl that is asking for help in front of him. Yes. Togata is big picture saving people right now. And Mm -hmm. Deku is little picture saving people right now. The problem is, is that Deku's right (laughs) and Togata is wrong. (laughs) That Deku is right and Togata is wrong. Togata Uh, is wrong. And I wrote wrote in my notes, I was like, this is real hero shit. Shame he's going to get scolded later for it. And this was before I saw the rest of the episode. Yeah. Uh, Would you be shocked to hear that he gets scolded for this? But Deku also doesn't explain the secondary reason he's not just letting this little girl go back to the guy, which is, it would look pretty suspicious as pro-heroes... If a suspicious and scared little girl came up to a hero and asked for help, and they were like, nah, get out of here, go back to your weird mob boss dad. It would be extra suspicious, wouldn't you think, to that guy, if he didn't have to explain himself a little bit. Mm. This is smart. This, okay, this this is smart, but this is just... This whole interaction has so many levels of cop brain going on that I, I just true. absolutely hate it. It's a lot of it. cop brain. It's a lot of cop brain. The Here's the thing, is that I will forgive Deku of this cop brain moment because he was like, I need a good reason to go back to my boss later and say why I did this. Besides, that little girl needed to be saved, which for some reason isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And... Everybody else is full on cop brain. Togata is full cop brain. Sarnidae later is full cop brain. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Um, Deku, uh, he's okay. So overhaul is like, listen, it's my daughter. You know, she get you know toddlers. They can just get like this sometimes. Um, you know what? Why don't you step into this dark alleyway? I will explain the whole thing to you. And they're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Sure. I'll follow, I'll, sure. I'll follow you and your abused daughter. I'm sure that'll turn out fine. Sure. Guy we know is a, a mob boss wearing a plague doctor's uh, mask. We will follow you into this dark alleyway. No, I have never heard about cement shoes. What are those? What do you mean? What do you mean? A, what do you mean a Chicago overcoat? <laughs> is that a cool ability that you have? No. Uh, and he is literally taking the gloves off to explode both of them mm-hmm. um, when, when this little girl who what's her name by the Aerie. way it's like Airy uh, runs back to him and is like oh my mistake and he's like ah thank god you're done throwing, throwing a tantrum a, yeah she she sees that uh, 
they're overall, about to get exploded. <laughs> yeah, they're about to get exploded, and is like, if I ever want to, uh, this this situation has gotten so bad I cannot escape from it. I have to make sure that if this girl is like thinking way too much, she is putting too much of her like ability to survive on herself. Someone needs to fucking save her. I can't. Somebody so. should be helping her. Oh my god. She got out. She was a f- she was free. She found a cop and the cops handed her right back to the guy. Mm. This is infuriating. Uh yeah, she she goes back to uh the man who is abusing her. Wouldn't uh, want to blow your boss's cover to to save the heroes who could have saved her. Could <sighs> didn't didn't, could have. But could have. So everyone's looking real heroic in this scene. Deku comes out better than everyone because at least he's pissed off about it. Um, but is told later that that's wrong, actually. He shouldn't be pissed off about it. And there, this is good. We're, like, we end this scene where they sort of walk off, you know, into the gloom. And they have a... They meet up with Night Eye and Bubble Girl. Um, after this. And Tokuta's like, honestly, what are the odds that he fucking ran into us? Like, that wasn't anybody's fault. That just happened to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and Deku's like, wow, I can't believe we let that little girl go with him. That's horrible. She looked like she was being abused. And Nidai's like, I can't believe you're so arrogant that you'd blow my whole operation. Like, fuck you, Night Eye. Fuck you. Fuck you! That girl needed saved. She is going... She is... By the way, we get... Before this, we get... We do get a... A, a cutaway to uh, Overhaul going back into his secret evil base. Uh, and, like, the mook that was supposed to watch it, uh, Airy, like, gets exploded. Gets exploded right in front of this little girl! How often do you think she sees this happen? <laughs> Twice a week. Twice a week. Yeah. He ca- he so casually exploded that goon, he didn't even think about it. Yeah. He didn't even look at that guy. He just walked past and exploded him. <sighs> this is uh then Deku has this conversation with Nidai where he talks about like the 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 fucking robbers that got all their health fixed actually instead of getting yeah. killed which maybe seems like there's a an anti overhaul or overhaul has more than one ability he can explode people or heal them maybe maybe um and he gets scolded he gets yelled at mm-hmm. which is insane um and then he is so disturbed deku is who is by the way like 14 15 so disturbed by what he saw and what he was uh, an accomplice to in letting that girl go back to that guy that he's like having trouble paying attention in class like people are talking to him trying to be buddy buddy and he's like i can't believe i let a little girl go back to a villain yeah and he got yelled at 
He got yelled at because Nina is like, oh, but uh, we're working with other agencies and this is an important investigation. And like, what do you mean? This is why people are vigilantes. This is, I'm sorry. I hate to, I hate to do this, but like, this is why, this is what happens when you fucking militarize and cop, like turn your superhero teams into a police force. Okay. This is what fucking happens is that you get this shit. Mm-hmm. Where all the bureaucracy stands in the way. Every you go full cop brain, and suddenly, uh, your tailing the mob boss mission is more important than saving a little girl. Mm-hmm. This like is, this is this is fully. Uh, I can't. Uh, I can't take down the person who is like actively hurting people right now because I'm afraid that they will kill me. Like this is it, that like. Like that motherfucker, that's the point. Yeah. That's, like, motherfucker, why are you a superhero if you're not going to do the saving part? This this is why, and I wish the show would have the guts to explore this, but this is why superheroes, like, Spider-Man's a great example. The vigilante angle works very well. And it has not gone, you know, it hasn't gotten stale in since the 60s when Spider-Man was created. And it hasn't gotten stale for most superheroes, right? Right. Like, this is good. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to outline the ways the system has failed and cannot save people. And yeah. superheroes are, are indivi- not even individual actors all the time. They're teams of superheroes. But, like, people working outside of the law can help. And... This sh- we just fully leaned like leaned into that. We didn't do any vigilante. I I thought when was it we were talking about this universe needs a vigilante? Well, this is okay. So there is a side. There is a spinoff in the My Hero Academia uh, universe about vigilantes, heroes doing hero work without like license or. Like, actually even being paid for it. They're just... Wait, that's a whole other show? Not a, not a show. Uh, a, like, spin-off manga. Oh, okay. But not... Okay. And... Well, like, well then, like... What the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> Let's go read about that one. Let's do that. <laughs> Make that a show. And, uh... Spoilers for, like... I think this is season seven, is that there's going to be some shit goes, uh, shit goes very bad, uh, apparently, and Deku will be forced to become vigilante. Ugh, well, fucking took him about time, like, Jesus Christ. I don't know how much more you need to see. Yeah. Like, I get that you're 15 or what the fuck ever, but, like, at what point you're like, this ain't gonna work. You know, like this, I, <laughs> like this ain't gonna work. I'm starting to, I'm starting to think that our hero society is kind of fucked up. And, uh... <laughs> Deku voice. I'm starting to think that working with the cops is fucked. <laughs> uh, can't wait for that to come three seasons later. I guess. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> The call's coming from inside the house, Deku. Like, uh, I kind of get it. I, I just wish that 
we spent more time with these themes because they are here, mm-hmm. we're just, but they're glossed over in such a clumsy way that it is clear that nobody thought about the ramifications. Like, it, like the, the, I don't even mind Deku working in this system right now, but him doing this internship should completely sour him on on pro hero shit. Like, yeah, it really it, should. It should, him doing this professional internship, he's already fucking sitting traumatized in class, right? He should get out of this work studies program and have to, like, go ahead with his studies and being like, this system isn't working. It doesn't help people. I've started it to would've... read, I've started reading, uh, reading some books about, uh, about policing, and I'm starting to think we may have fucked some, fucked some things <laughs> up along the way. It feels like we started off in a bad place and it's only gotten worse. If... Deku should come out of this season to be like, if I had followed these rules, Bakugo would have died, Eri would have died, Koda would have died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They all would be dead, and you would be happier for it. That's not right. But they won't. <sighs> they won't do that. Yet again, I'm sitting here at the end. Of, we're not even at the end of this episode. We have no to talk about. But I'm yet again sitting here being like. This could have been a good episode. Hey, and we're back. Mine are technical difficulties. My computer died mid-sentence. <laughs> Who knows how much of that they got? Wow. Yeah. You want wow. to talk about fear in, in the face of uh, <laughs> of what you don't understand? Moral fear? Uh, like our friend All Might now has to face. Because we're back. <laughs> it's, we're back. It's studying soccer cup. <laughs> We don't need to do a new intro, but Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, put us in, Coach. I we can write this fucking show better. Yeah. I've got the I've got the credentials for it. I've read so much superhero comics. Yeah. You've read a lot of manga and superhero comics. I've just read the superhero comics. I could do it. We could do it. Um. Yeah. So, things we see before uh, Deku decides to talk to All Might about uh, all the shit that's going on with him, but not actually talking about the shit that really upset him, is uh, we see uh, Overhaul take Eri to a horror evil torture chair, um, and then he gets a call from Shigaraki, and then we get that like montage of Deku spacing out in class uh one of which you know he can't swim properly he's not focusing yeah Eraserhead has to save him from drowning apparently (laughs) what's going on somebody help our boy he's clearly been traumatized uh and uh so deku goes to find all might uh midnight says all might has like started like jogging regularly um so he's gotta build back up he's not as small as he once was on command so you know he's gotta mm. stay in shape yeah uh so he goes out to all might and they mostly talk about his past with night eye and don't even <sighs> really talk about like whole, his whole encounter on the street I understand that learning this fact about Togata has kind of upset him. Mm-hmm. You know. But, like... But, like... 
we know we we know like we know that a that a girl is being like a little girl a like basically a toddler is being tortured right now right now yeah and it, it, you, the thing you are asking about is not did you did you did you have a different a, a different spe- super special boy do you have a, a super special you, boy before me the most charitable read on this scene is that deku is sick of it right like togata mm-hmm. like was on the fucking short list you have a whole history with Night Eye that I just don't know about, and I'm supposed to be the successor, right? Like you gave me one for all. I'm tired of the secrets. Fucking mm-hmm. fess up, All Might. Okay, I'm. We're over with this. Okay, either yeah, you trust we're not, me or you don't. Uh, not not to bring like cursed media property uh, into this, but we're not doing any Dumbledore shit with this. No, you know? we're not. We're not doing this. You are not guiding me from the shadows. Like, I, if I'm going to be a hero, if I have to understand everything, then I get the information. Sorry. That's the deal. Yeah. Uh, and All Might, who's not looking too good this season. Like, not health-wise, just, like, character-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, well, I didn't want to tell you because it's kind of upsetting news. And I hate talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Deku's like, I don't give a shit. Like, this yeah, you gotta talk to about it. Like, you don't have any friends, and also, it seems personally relevant to me. Yeah, not that I don't care about you, but also, like, I am in it now. You gave me your power, so. Mm-hmm. This is this has become a whole lot bigger than just stuff you deal with, my guy. I also have this burden to bear, and it seems like you put a whole lot of baggage on this power. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, okay, so I'm like, all right, well, here's the deal, is that I worked with Night Eye as a sidekick for five years. Not really sure how the sidekick angle works here, but whatever. Um, Side- sidekick is basically the like step you do before getting your own hero agency it seems like okay i guess um and it is right after the big fight he had with all for one that uh like nearly killed him you know Mm -hmm. he is he almost died and he is literally struggling to stand uh, he's not even smiling. That's how bad it is. Yeah. Uh, and Night Eye is like, listen, I looked into your future and I saw far enough in the future that it's hazy, but you are going to be murdered. You're going to die doing this. You're going to, if you keep fighting the way you are, you are going to be killed gruesomely at the hands of a villain. So j- just retire. He, just. He's, just retire. You can like work at UA, find a kid to uh to pass it on to. Like you don't have to. You can kick up your heels and like guide the next generation of, of heroes that way. You don't have to keep doing this. And Which I will have to say, Hide's kind of right here. <laughs> I oh see, I disagree. He's not right. 
you don't... I I think that, like... All Might, I, All Might I think, is doing this for the wrong reasons, but... Yeah. I, I think, think he's ultimately correct. Is I don't that, agree with, like... I don't agree with everything Night Eye is saying here. I do think that him being like, you cannot be keep being a pillar by yourself. This is fucked. This is going to kill you. You need an exit strategy. Like, this is not sustainable. And just saying no to this is... I, I can see why that broke apart their, their friendship. I can absolutely see how their friendship deteriorated. He is saying, essentially... And this is this is the problem that I had with him this episode, Night Eye, is mm. that he's saying, listen, there will be real, tangible harm in the immediate future. But that is less bad than the ultimate outcome. And you know what? It might be true that the world... Like, All Might getting gruesomely killed would, and, and, like, the ramifications from that would be worse than, like, an uptick in crime and, like, damages that caused by, uh, like, villains as they try to take advantage of All Might retiring. But you know who doesn't give a shit about that? All the people that would be killed and hurt in the fact that All Might is kicking his feet up and retiring. Like, sure, he's looked, he is big picture guy, ultimately, Night Eye is, mm-hmm. is, I have seen the future, and this is the outcome, and that is a bad outcome, so I need to prevent this bad outcome. And he is looking so far in the future that he's missing all of the details in front of him. Night Eye doesn't care about that little girl. He might Here's care the- about her in, in theory, right? Like, he's like, if I stop the, the mobster, the little girl will be safe. That does yeah. nothing. That does nothing right now. That is not I an immediate fix. I don't agree with Night Eye's whole the the people we lose now will will be worth it. I I just fully don't believe the like estimation. I do I don't fully buy into the whole like of, like symbol of peace thing. I think that these people have do not have enough like, faith in, like, the people around them to, like, put everything on, like, All Might's shoulders. This is a fucked thing that they have done to him, and I think that if he actually did, like, take a step back and, like, started, like, slowly scaling down his presence, that, like, it, it, things would, it would just work out. It, like, you don't need, like, this one person holding everything together all the fucking time. It is a pretty fucked thing that they have done to All Might here. All Might, you should view with sympathy, in that, mm-hmm. that he, he at this point, he can't step away. No matter how much people are begging him to for for his own safety, this is, this is who they built him to be, right? Like, yeah. There's no, there's no coming, there's no retiring from this, right? You do this until you die. Which, you know, ultimately, and the reason I'm on All Might's side here is, as, as sad as I think that is, is that 
that's a pure distillation of all superheroes, right? That we love, right? Like that's yeah. Superman, that's Spider Man, that's name name one superhero that you care about. Like they're not gonna stop; they'll get killed. Yeah, <laughs> right. Just, they will they go will keep until doing they it until die. they die. Until they die. And I know the joke is with superhero media that it's a revolving door of of death and like mm-hmm. who get you know like people die they come back and it, you know and i get it it's a soap opera but i think ultimately there's not a way that your superhero story can end a lot of different i mean they can't end so many different ways right like mm-hmm. the way that society have structured themselves around you and the way that they need you and the way that you have thrown yourself so utterly into helping people, you, there's nothing you could do at this point, right? Yeah. You just, you have to keep doing this. People depend on you, and they, because they depend on you, you will put everything into it. Hey, maybe that's why I like Superman. Maybe I relate a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe. Now, I'm not saying, hey, listener, maybe that's not healthy, but you know what? It feels noble to me. Which is also something that I should personally interrogate. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to worry about that, listener. Yeah. Uh, th- this is... Yeah. You I... feel sad. He's li- He literally can't walk. He's holding himself up on the wall. And he's, mm. like, dragging himself to get back into the fight. Like, mm. I mean, the fight's over, but, like, metaphorically, right? He's... T- he can't even walk, and he's, like, dragging himself out so that he can go be a hero some more. And people who love him are begging him not to. And he's like, I have to be able to say that I'm here to help people. As long as I can help people, I have to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> the, 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 thing, the thing that uh, that he doesn't need to hear right now is... Uh, actually, it's okay if people die. The thing he needs to hear right now is there are other people to save people. Like, which is something he eventually came around with. Right? Yeah. It, which is why, you know, he, he threw his lot in with Deku and, and did some serious research into uh, Togata. Um, but in this moment, Nighteye and he cannot agree because mm-hmm. Nighteye will always be big picture and and... All Might will always be save the person right in front of me. Yeah. I think that's a good moment, too. You know? <sighs> it's like it's like this show's written well in, like, big picture strokes, right? And then we just don't get any of the detailed writing to, like, elaborate on that. Like, this is a perfectly good reason for them to not be friends anymore, you know? Yeah. It's a, it, it is very good for character motivation. It makes Night Eye look like the worst piece of shit ever. Yeah, I hate Night Eye. I don't like him. He's bad. And then, and then when and then when All Might calls him later to be like, I passed it on to uh, Deku, who I really believe in. I think he has what it takes, and I would know, right? I've been doing mm-hmm. this number one hero shit all my life. Uh. <laughs> and, but but Night no, Eye says lose uh, my fucking number. Night Eye is like fuck you. Haven't you ever heard of uh, eugenics? You can't give it to uh, a kid without powers. Fuck yeah, you. he really did be like, haven't you? Why didn't you give it to the guy? A guy with powers. Fuck you. 
Ugh. Yet again, another version. When we talked about Deku being quirkless and just doing it anyway, mm-hmm. what a good version of this show. <laughs> what a good version of what this show. What a good show version of this show. <laughs> so anyway, Deku's like, I well, okay, you're destined to die, I guess. But mm-hmm. it was hazy enough that it might not be true. So you can't die because I need you, which is true he's trying to say something that would make his friend and mentor not accept his death so willingly mm-hmm. but like boy after the scene we just saw the last thing poor all Might, the last thing that he needs is another person saying you can't do this because i need you poor i just guy. like yeah. you feel for him so much I have a way uh, Quirkless Deku would have solved the uh, uh, Night Eye Challenge, by the way. Oh, how's that? Uh, he would have, like, he could have found a way to make a, a huge commotion and, like, could have established, they could have established a way to, like, sound an alarm or, like, have have him, like, had told a, have, have, had Muriel tell De- Deku something that would tip Mirio that, like, he needed to come into that room that second, like, a, a red alert or something, and Mirio just to charge in and, like, have it totally throw Night Eye off because he can only see Deku's movements. Yes, that's what I was getting at, or what I was thinking while you were talking. I was like, he can only see Deku's moves, and if we're going with the Deku uses all of his friends as his tool belt situation, he this a perfect reason to, for him to succeed here would be to use Mirio to get it, seeing mm-hmm. as he can't see him. He would just be causing a distraction. Mm-hmm. Ugh. What a better version of this show. What a better version of what this show. What a better version of this show. Anyway, All Might promises that he won't die. He'll do his best not to die. Yeah. Uh, and that's it, I guess. That's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. Woo! How many times do we have to have this sunset scene between the two of them where they're both like, "We're, I, you're the greatest. <laughs> I believe in you, Deku. Again. You're... Young Midoriya, you got what it takes. And he goes, thanks, All Might. Uh, You're my best friend. You're my best friend, Dad. (laughs) You're my best friend, Dad, Might. I'm just saying, this is like the... We've had several flashbacks of this exact scene and like two other Hmm. episodes right before this one. I've told you that Deku has a dad, right? Uh, yeah, you've mentioned him, but I don't know where he is. It's not important. It feels like he's gonna be, like, a villain or something. It's, a, it's not even, it's not even that. It's, it's just... It's not even that. Oh, it's just, it's like, not it even that. It's like, straight up doesn't matter? It just straight up doesn't matter. Okay, <laughs> okay well, then tell me. If it, if it doesn't, is it, like, in a, gonna be in a main season thing, or is it, like, a movie thing? No, it's not even a thing. Like, I if you go to Deku's father, uh, Deku father, <laughs> Deku's father, Andrew, Andrew, on the fucking fandom page, he doesn't have a picture. Like, he oh, is just, not. Just... In... <laughs> he... Wait, so there... wait now, hang on. Is that because he like died or like left Deku's mom? No, or... he's. 
What he's you, just like away. His, his mom is married to Deku's dad. And they, like, are married and together and he never appears in the show? Yeah. He just... Why would you do that? Anime just, children are orphaned all the time. He just, like, works overseas. So... But... Okay, but yeah. why? <laughs> why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just do a different thing? Who knows? Who knows? I... Oh, that really threw me. <laughs> can Why you um, just be dead? Can you imagine the like phone calls Deku's mom is having with his <laughs> father? <laughs> You're never gonna believe this, honey, but our son suddenly developed powers at 15. Isn't that fucking wild? Uh, hey, honey, just checking in again. He broke all of the bones in his arms. When you no, like he didn't break his arm. All of the bones shattered. All in of his the arms. bones. Just blew uh, up. Ground hey, to dust. Yeah. Hey, uh, honey, I'm calling back. The bones did it again. <laughs> they blew up again. <laughs> Don't worry. I've had words with them. I'm sure he won't do it a third time. <laughs> honey. <laughs> You're not going to believe this. <laughs> calling about the bones again. Okay, this is a new one. Uh, I, I I saw All Might to, uh, today. You know, he's looking a lot worse. <laughs> he's not doing well. Hey, did you know our son's teacher, Superman, showed up and said he promised me personally that our son's bones wouldn't explode in his arm. He said he's switching to a kicking technique that definitely won't explode any arm bones. I begged him to leave. I begged him on my knees to not go to this school. Can you call your son? No? Okay. No? Okay. I love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> okay, one thing... Okay, before we get into the outro, one thing that we did not talk about was that Shigaraki did call Overhaul at the end yes. of that scene. Yeah, I, I, I mentioned this. Oh, it, well, I, I missed it then. That is Okay. Uh, well, tune in next time for the next episode. Uh, let's go, gutsy red riot. Are you ready for a Kirishima episode? I am, actually. I'm fucking... It's, I'm... <laughs> I'm Dr. Manhattan in that I'm tired of these people. I'm tired of their struggles. I would, I'd love to chill with of Kirishima. Let's fucking go. It is, uh, it is It is. My Hero Academia Season 1. Deku has blown up his arm. It is My Hero <laughs> Academia Season 3. Deku has blown up his arm. I'm, 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 listen, if I don't, I don't want to see Deku's fucking face next episode, okay? I want to see Kirishima. I want to see what he's up to. I want to hear about his struggles for once. What's he doing? What's he doing? What's, what's, go, what's going on in his head? Why is, is he like Red that? Riot? It's been so long since I've heard his hero name. Yeah, his name is Red Riot. 
Ah, I really think Mantle would be cooler, but I'm not. I don't hate Red Riot. It's got he's, that alliteration that I like. He's going to tell you why he's called Red Riot. Well, fucking good. I can't wait. I'm unironically more excited for the Kurishima episode than I was for these two. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's fucking check out our favorite himbo. <laughs> All right. But that's it for these episodes. Holden, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me at twitter.com at not underscore daredevil. And if you are so inclined, you can check out my body of graphic design work at hdking.myportfolio.com. You can find me on Tumblr and co-host at Hex of Lexi. You can also find the podcast at both those places at Sakugapod. You can also email the podcast at sakugapod at gmail.com. We would like to thank Rainbow Lithium for creating the portraiture that we use in our podcast logo, and Holden for making that podcast logo itself. Uh, And more importantly, we'd like to thank Lexi for doing all the editing for the episodes. It's not easy, especially this episode, where I've made it extra hard for her for no reason. (laughs) You didn't do that. Bill Gates my did computer, that to my me. Com- Bill, yeah, Bill did that to us. Um, but while you're out there giving us a, checking us out, if you could give us a five-star review, we would love that. And uh, maybe write us a nice comment. We would also love that, too. Anything that gets us out there in the eyes of the public would be great. And speaking of the eyes of the public, if you could go out into the real world and find somebody who's... Um, read a lot of superhero comics and has maybe a lot of nuanced thoughts about them or even unnuanced thoughts and they just like big spinny kicks that Deku does. Uh, you'd just be like, hey, I have a really good thoughtful podcast uh, that I think you should check out. And when you're done checking them out, maybe we could write some in-depth fan fiction together about <laughs> some of the ideas that they floated on this podcast because I think it would be really good. I think it would be really good. And I think that's how you form a friendship that lasts a lifetime. Mm-hmm. You write fan fiction together. Yeah. Um, and then send us that fan fiction. I'm yeah, begging you. Please <laughs> listen. I I am not I am not going to write my hero academia fan Me fiction. Either. If the words if if my ideas compel you, if you think that they're interesting, please pick up the football. Take that to the end zone and then send me uh, uh, your novel from the end zone. We'll read it. I promise you we both will read it, and we won't ha- I won't do anything embarrassing for you on the podcast, but we would be delighted to know that somebody else more talented us in the fiction fan fiction writing department uh, took our ideas to fruition. Mm-hmm. But with all of that said, I think we can say that we have studied the Sakuga. We have seen... A few seconds, a few minutes, maybe an hour into the future, and we can sit, consider this case closed. If you think about it, like, how many times has Deku almost died for his dad not to come visit him? <laughs> I know, like, I get it. Deadbeat dads exist in the anime universe. Like, what the fuck happened to Ash's dad? But it seems extreme, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, it... Uh doing a little bit better than Von Hohenheim. We'll get there. 
I guess we will get there. I wonder if that person uh, exploded all of the bones in their arms three or four times. Mm -hmm.